relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Oh, there he is. Here's my guy. Good Thank job. You, How's your new show going? Good? Very well, thank I you. I heard good. So nice of the president to ask, and we will be connecting with him momentarily. First things first, thank you to all of you who have donated to our Food for the Poor campaign for all those suffering in the earthquakes in Syria and Turkey. More than 36,000 dead. You are helping the survivors. God bless every single one of you. Now, Food for the Poor is turning to our hemisphere where there are more than a billion children living in poverty and hunger. If you want to help them, it's one of the most blessed things you can do this Lent. A one-time donation of just $72 will feed two starving children for a year. $144 will feed four for 12 months. Make a difference today. If you've weathered COVID, if you want to say thank you, please do it today. Go to sebgorka.com and click on the Give Food, Give Hope banner at the top, or you can call in your tax-deductible donation to 855-330-4673. It's 855-330-4673. And just go to sebgorka.com and click on the Give Food banner. It is one of the most beautiful things you can do this Lent. Um, I can see the call board from where I sit here in the studio. And I saw the, the phone board light up and we've programmed the numbers and i guess mr g our producer has been doing his homework because i saw a certain number flash up and it said the boss i guess we've programmed the system well and we are so excited i can't believe it's the fifth time he's been back on america first president trump welcome back to the salem news channel well thank you very much sebastian and your show's doing great and it's an honor to do it with you. Really, really great honor. Thank you kindly, sir. We, we, I couldn't believe it that uh, our team said it's now the fifth time you've been on the show. We have the, the four oh. previous ones that made the news, one in which you called uh, Millie a woke traitor. You talked about the uh, stealing of the le- election. Let's see if we can make some news today. First things first, Mr. President, could you comment on why it took a former president, to go to Ohio. We have the amazing footage from you in that McDonald's. Why, why, why did you get there to help the suffering, uh, suffering people of East Palestine before, forget Pete Buttigieg, Edge, before even President Biden went, Mr. President? Well, it seemed a very natural thing to do. I was watching uh, the news and I saw this incredible explosion and it really is having very devastating effect on water and air and everything else, as you know, as you've been covering it very nicely. But uh, I saw it happening, and I, I was told that the uh, that FEMA and that the Biden administration will have nothing to do with it. They actually said we'll have nothing to do with it. It doesn't come within the parameters of FEMA. And I will tell you, FEMA is great. You know, I, we had a fantastic relationship for tornadoes and hurricanes and everything else he worked on, and uh, they were told not to do it. And as soon as I announced, I didn't do it for this reason, but it worked out to be pretty good because as soon as I announced 
that I was going. Then uh, the Biden people announced that they were going to go and that uh, FEMA was going to be there and FEMA was going to help them out, et cetera, et cetera. And that happened. But I went there and they're incredible people. The mayor was great. The whole place was was really great. And they're working very hard to get rid of that problem. It's a big problem. Some people have said that the reason that there wasn't a response for three weeks is because East Palestine, that part of Ohio, uh, voted for you very, very strongly. Could it simply be that they just don't care, Mr. President? Well, it could be the vote. I mean, it was a big vote for me, and Ohio was a big vote for me. We won it by a lot. It's a great state, great people. And uh, interestingly, very similar that... uh, if you look at Michigan and a lot of other states, very similar, and the, the voting was just slightly off, just slightly off there. If you look at Detroit, what happened in Detroit, such a disgrace. So many things were disgraceful, as you know better than anybody in that election. But uh, the Ohio has been so wonderful. You can't look at it that way. You're the president of uh, the country. You're not the president of areas that voted for you. And I thought it was uh, not good that they didn't uh, do it, and I decided to do it, and I'm glad I did. And we were met with tremendous receptivity. Unbelievable, actually. The other huge news item for the last few days, Mr. President, is, of course, the uh, confirmation from another U.S. agency, this time the Department of Energy, that it is likely the COVID leak came from the Wuhan lab. Uh, you've, been telling, right. you've been telling this us for a long, long time. Do you think there will be any ramifications, any consequences? Do you think Fauci uh, will finally have to answer for why he was sending millions of dollars to the communist Chinese virology? lab in Wuhan? Yeah, the uh, the whole thing started a long time ago with Fauci and that group. And for some reason, they seem to have a certain power over him. As you know, he didn't play a very big role with me because we had a different group of people that we listened to. I think I listened to myself. Fauci wanted to allow China to come into our country, wanted to allow people from China to come in. And I didn't want to do that because that seemed to be they seemed to be having a very big problem at the very beginning, but it turned out they had a very big problem at the end, more so. But we didn't want to do We saved thousands, tens of thousands of lives by not doing that. He was a, a no-masker, and then he went to a radical masker. So he, he made a lot of different decisions and changed his mind a lot. He didn't play a big role with me like he did with Biden. Biden had him uh, really doing a lot of things, including the mandates, which was ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, I mean, China should pay. It, China... China can't afford to pay. If you really look at it, Sebastian, I estimated a year ago that it would be $50 trillion, $50 trillion. China doesn't have $50 trillion in what he's done to the world, $16 trillion to us, but $50 trillion. The world, this was not the U.S., this was the world was affected so badly, and uh, nobody has $50 trillion, but that's the kind of damage that was done. It was just a terrible, terrible thing. And it came from the lab. I, I never had a doubt. You remember I was telling you a long time ago that's where it came from. People were surprised I'd say that. And now they're all saying that was not all, but most of them are saying that's where it came from, the Wuhan, the Wuhan lab. And when it comes to China sending surveillance satellite balloons across America, across the whole swath of the nation, would you have waited if you were in the White House to shoot that balloon down after it had completed its mission? 
Well, it wouldn't have happened if I was in the White House, number one. They wouldn't have done it. They knew better. And the other thing is that Russia would not have invaded Ukraine if I were in the White House. And what's going on there is a horror show. It's a horror show. Those cities are being leveled. I mean, they're being leveled. I've looked at photos and and aerials of cities where there's not a building standing. And then they'll say two people were injured. No, many, many people are being killed. Many more people are being killed than they're reporting. Many, many more. And uh, you don't just bomb a city out and say, and there are a lot of people in those buildings. You know, a lot of people are staying behind. They're brave people. They love their country. They're staying behind. And uh, they're sitting in their apartment holding a gun, as an example. And these buildings are coming down one after another, and it's horrible. And a deal has to be made. It would have never happened, but that has to stop, and it has to stop right now. And a deal can be negotiated by the right president. You have a president that knows what he's doing. You you can negotiate a deal even right now. Would have been a lot, or, a lot easier early. Yeah. I always said, you know, Putin put those uh, soldiers on the border. And I said, oh, he's looking to negotiate. I was actually a little surprised he did it because nothing happened during my, you know, during my we, term, he didn't take over anything. It was the only one. We're he going to talk from everybody, but for, not from my term. For our viewers on Rumble, we're going to continue the conversations we did last time in the breaks. If you're listening on radio, just stay with us. We will be returning with the president momentarily. Uh, don't forget that if you want to get the full interview, make sure you are following us on all social media. We are on Truth Social. We're on Twitter, on Facebook, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us at SalemNewsChannel.com and my Substack, Sebastian. Today, we are partnering with Food for the Poor to provide urgently needed food to some of the most impoverished countries in our hemisphere because of interrupted planting cycles, rising food prices, and the lingering impact of COVID. The list of families unable to feed their children grows longer by the day, but you can make a difference to these families. Today, a meal for meal match means your one-time gift of $144 provides a family of four with food for a year. That's two meals a day for the next year for a family who struggle to get even a handful of rice or enough corn for a tortilla. Knowing your gift will never have more impact than right now. Will you rescue one family, three families, or even ten families? Go to sebgorka.com and click on the red Send Food banner. Text the keyword G-O-R-K-A to 91999 and you will get a link to make your life-saving gift. Or to give your gift by phone, call my toll-free number 855-330-4673. Mr. President, it's so it's so funny with regards to that that point you just made. I, I'm asked frequently. Uh, so, what what would President Trump do if he were still in the White House? And I just laugh and I say w- nothing because Putin wouldn't have invaded. Would have never happened. He knew that. And I'll tell you another thing that wouldn't have happened. President Xi of China would not be invading. And I think you're going to see that in the not too distant future. Taiwan. I don't think he would be invading Taiwan either. And also it had to do with the fact that the Afghanistan removal, the way they left Afghanistan was such a disaster. I think the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, it showed gross incompetence. And I think that probably helped the decision to go into Ukraine. But it would have never happened under 
under me. And Not the fact, even a chance. And the fact that Mark Milley is still the chairman of the Joint Chiefs after Afghanistan, after predicting Kiev would follow in three days after, he admitted in an interview that when you were the president, he was telling his counterpart in the People's Liberation Army in China that he would warn them if President Trump took any action against China. Uh, the fact that that man is still in his uniform, sir? Well, that's something that should be looked at. I've heard that story, and we've all heard that story, and that's something because that's a very dangerous story if he if he did that, and uh, he did say it. Yes, and they ought to they ought to be looking at that because that's really bad. That's really bad and really dangerous for the country. No, I wasn't a big fan. He wanted to uh, leave all the equipment behind. I said, why would you leave the equipment behind? Sir, it's cheaper to leave it behind in Afghanistan. So obviously, and I would have never left it behind. I said, you mean it's cheaper to leave a $100 million airplane behind than it is to fill up the tank and just fly it out, even if you just went to Pakistan or someplace else to hold it before you bring it over, but you fly it back to the United States. You think that's cheaper? Yes, sir, it's cheaper. That's what I lost him. I lost him. Wasn't a big fan of the fact that he didn't like me standing in front of a church holding a Bible either, by the way. I wasn't a big fan of him. And if uh, you're back in office for 2024, uh, your expectations for how the war in Ukraine would develop, would would Putin start behaving himself if you were back in the uh, position of commander-in-chief? I would have that war ended within 24 hours. That war would end within 24 hours. That war would never have started, and it could even now, as bad as it is, and you can imagine how it'll be if it continues to go. It's just a horrible thing in terms of humanity, in terms of life. It's a horrible thing, and and it it must stop. And, you know, Ukraine is being just decimated. These people are talking about Ukraine. Ukraine is being decimated. These are cities that don't even exist anymore. Yeah. They're being hit by missile after missile after missile, and they have to stop, and we can stop it immediately. We're talking to the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, my former superior, my boss in the White House. You're listening to America First on the Salem News Channel. Uh, Mr. President, before we go back onto radio, is there a website we should mention at this point? Well, I think the great thing is what's happening with Truth Social. It's the hottest thing out there. People are watching it and, and you know, studying it, and they're studying every word that I'm saying. And, you know, I understand it. It's, uh, it's strong because we're leading in all the polls by a lot. We're doing well. The people want it back. You know, we built – we had a great country. We had the greatest economy in the world. We rebuilt our military. We did the biggest tax cuts, bigger we'll, than even Reagan's tax cuts. And, we'll, we'll you know, t- a lot of great things happened. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented the MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest and coolest pillow 
you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 has a buy one, get one free offer with promo code GORKA. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio list of square for the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code GORKA or call 800-829-8468. That's code G-O-R-K-A. Go today. Is this Ron DeSantis' opportunity to run for higher office? I think it is. He's been a really effective governor. He's young. I think we're on the verge of a generational change in our politics. I kind of hope so. I think it's time for a more forward-leaning, future-oriented conversation in our politics as well. Very strange interview uh, with uh, Jeb Bush on Fox with strange music underneath. He endorsed Ron DeSantis of Florida at the weekend. This morning, Mr. President, Jeb Bush wrote an email to Politico saying, oh, no, no, that wasn't an endorsement. I was just praising Governor DeSantis. Uh, I guess it backfired. I guess um, you shouldn't be endorsed by a, a, a member of a political dynasty that is known for being less than conservative. Your your reaction to Jeb Bush thinking he matters today? Well, I think that uh, probably a lot of MAGA people were not happy with any, you know, anybody that's supporting anybody, but the person that they happened to like. And I think probably that happened. Maybe it was that or, or who knows? Look, all I know is this, you know, he was a low energy guy and he didn't do too well. And he's a nice man. He is a nice man. And I like his son very much. He was nice. He lost a race to, uh, as you know, in Texas for attorney general. Uh, but he's a very fine young man. And, you know, I I like the family, but uh, I wasn't happy with the family from the standpoint of what they did and and uh, what they left. It just didn't work out. We got stuck in that horrible Middle East because of the worst decision probably in the history of our country was to go into the Middle East. We decimated the place. Millions and millions of lives were lost for nothing. I mean, for nothing, absolutely nothing. We decimated it and then we left and then we left. Nothing happened. Should have never, should have never gone into the Middle East. That was, I think, one of the worst, maybe the worst decision ever made in the history of our country. Trillions of dollars, seven or eight trillion dollars and millions of lives when you count both sides, because I count both sides and millions of lives for nothing, for absolutely nothing. So I'm not a big fan of uh, some of the decisions made by the family, but uh, it's very interesting. I heard that he took back what sounded like an endorsement, then he took it back very quickly, and that's sort of strange. He probably saw the polls that came out today. I don't know. Maybe the polls, because the polls are so good, he probably, maybe he saw those polls. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about the next election and uh, your uh, comments on uh, ballot harvesting, but uh, you made quite a bit of news on Truth Social and uh, on your recent uh, rallies with your new nickname for the governor of Florida, Ron DeSanctimonious. Uh, Mr. G, th- th- somebody else has come up with a a, a Another nickname. What, what is the nickname you have for us, Jeff? It's got to be Ron Establishment, Mr. President. Ron Establishment. Um, what do you think of that? That's not bad. I've, I've heard worse. You know, they came out with lots of different names. Meatball. I didn't like that one too much, but uh, they came out with a lot of different names, and that's not bad. I've heard of worse. Uh, are you excited good, about the primary season? I, I for one, want to see, you know, like you did before, 16, uh, 17 people up on the stage and the strongest guy wins. Are you ready, sir? Well, I am ready, and I guess we're doing very well because I've already started. 
uh, I would think that Ron is maybe running. And, you know, I think it's interesting because he came to me for help. He was dead. He was uh, gone, uh, as you know, for governor. He had no chance when he first ran. And he was way behind. He was at almost nothing. And when I endorsed him, he took a massive lead. And, and a few days later, literally a few days later, uh, won the nomination. And then I helped him get by a man who turned out to be a crackhead. He was supposed to be the hottest male in the party. The female was, of course, uh, Stacey Abrams. Those two were the two hot people in the Democrat Party. But at the time, he was hot. And uh, I did a couple of rallies for Ron. We had a fantastic turnout, thousands and thousands of people. I said, you're going to win. He didn't even believe it. And then after uh, he ends up winning, they asked him a couple of years later, maybe less, uh, would you run against the president? He said, I have no comment on that. I said, whoa, that's not supposed to happen, but that's the way it is in politics, I guess. So, uh, you know, look, Florida has been a very successful state long before he got there. Uh, and that includes some Democrats that didn't do such a bad job, to be honest with you. Right. But that in Florida has been uh, successful long before he got there. Very successful. Uh, we have the sun. We have the uh, ocean. We have a lot of good things going in Florida. And uh, it's very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. But the polls came out today, and they have uh, we have a very large lead, like more than 30 points. That's a big lead. We'll, we'll discuss uh, your expectations with regards to the current incumbent and the uh, statement made at the weekend uh, from the First Lady. We're talking to President Donald J. Trump, the 45th incumbent in the White House. I'm Sebastian Gorka, coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, rank, malodorous swamp that is Washington, D.C., from the relieffactor.com studios. If you're in daily pain, if you've suffered and tried everything else and failed to find relief, do what I did four years ago. Order the three-week quick starter pack at Relief Factor. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me and 500,000 other Americans. Just listen to some of the stories that we have from people who have taken Relief Factor for years. This is Leah from Ohio. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions, in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I'm a believer 100%. That should be you. That could be you. There's only one way to find out. Call today, 800-500-8384, or just go to relieffactor.com. You've waited long enough. You deserve to know. Why shouldn't you be the next success story? And quite frankly, what do you have to lose apart from the pain? You know it makes sense. Do it today. 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. relieffactor.com. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election 
Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Uh, Mr. President, uh, allegedly the man who is currently serving as the oldest president of the United States uh, wants to run again, which means he would be 82 years old by the time of the next inauguration. Uh, Your reaction to the news that this man wants to run again? Well, I don't think 82 is old. I don't think 80 is old. I see people, I deal with people that are in their 80s. I have People that are in their 90s that you deal with, you know, it depends on uh, genetics. It depends on a lot of different things. But people that are in their 80s, I know people that made most of the money that they've made became rich in their 80s. So that's okay. But maybe there's something going on with uh, with him that we don't know about. There's certainly strange, strange things happening. I do not think he's too old. I just don't think so. But do you but think, think give the fact that he refused to take problem. a cognitive test, sir? It may be not be age, but cognitive capacity. Well, I, I would like to see anybody that runs for president take a test. I took it. I took a very strong, I think, the real, uh, the real deal test, and I got it 100%. Uh, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, at the time, he was the White House physician, and I didn't even know him well. He's a fantastic guy, by the way, now a congressman. He was an admiral, and uh, they gave me the test at uh, Walter Reed, the medical center, and which is fantastic, by the way. And uh, as he will tell you, I aced it. And it's, you know, those questions start getting hard toward the end. Uh, they will ask some questions uh, from 30 to 35 questions. And when you get down to the uh, to the end, those questions, there aren't a lot of people going to get them right. You don't have to get them all right. But uh, I did ace it, and I was uh, happy about that. I, before I took it, I said, how hard is it? Because I don't want to have it and then have a, if I get a bad score, you know, it's public facility. So I get a bad score. I want to know about that. It's How hard is it? They said, it's pretty hard. I said, let's do it anyway. And you know what it does? It shuts people up because I took that test and uh, I never heard anything negative uh, at all for a long period of time. A very well-established test, too, by the way. It's a very... Uh, Probably a very good test, but very well established. No, I think people should take it. I, you know, I, I guess from a legal standpoint, you might not be able to mandate it, but I would say that it should be a mandatory test for somebody running for president. I think it's a good idea. And uh, do you think he will be their nominee? It looks like it. Uh, look, again, I don't think age uh, is the problem. But some people age incredibly well, and they can go into their 90s and late into their 90s, and other people don't. But I don't think age is the problem. I think uh, there could be other problems, but I wouldn't know about that. Uh, Mr. President, one of the most popular things that we have on our website 
is is this T-shirt that we launched jointly with Chris Plant. It says the FBI on it in the big yellow letters on the blue background. But underneath, and it was invented by a, a listener, it says Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. Uh, given what they did to you at Mar-a-Lago, what they've done to members of your administration, to pro-life activists, that has now become the most popular item on our website at sebgorkastore.com. Uh, are you convinced that the deep state that is still harassing you and anybody associated with you can be cleaned out if you come back into the White House. Where would you begin? Well, the, the FBI and the Justice Department and uh, a lot of people associated with them, including local district attorneys and attorney generals, they've really become weaponized. They're using it to win elections. They're using it for very, very bad purposes. And it's so bad, it's never been used like this ever. When they raided Mar-a-Lago, nobody's ever seen a thing like that. And I was going by the Presidential Records Act. Biden didn't. And we were discussing things with NARA. Everything was going fine. We had things locked up. They said, could you put an extra lock? They actually took them down and showed them. And I thought they were impressed and put an extra lock. We were, they, were dis- as I, they were discussing it with NARA. You know NARA. Yes. NARA is a very radical left group that actually on the constitution and the bill of rights they have it red flag that's a dangerous document something to that effect and uh, so you know so you know where they're coming from but uh no when they raided mar-a-lago people couldn't believe it actually they couldn't believe it now they're not raiding biden's house and he was allowed to go in there for two weeks and get everything all straightened out before they nicely and gently came in and they don't have a they have a very nice prosecutor actually i appointed him he's a very fine man uh, but that's the prosecutor. That's not the one they gave us. They they have us a radical left uh, monster. And it's a disgrace. It's actually a disgrace. But, you know, in the end, the people get it. And the people aren't going to allow bad things to happen to this country. They're not going to let this. They're not going to let this country be a Marxist country. I used to say socialist country. But, you know, the train is past that station. Yeah. OK, the train is long past that station. They're really into a much deeper uh, bad form of uh, of the political world than that, whether it's communism or Marxism or anything you want to call it. But we have to be careful because this is a very delicate thing and our country is in big trouble. You look at the open borders and you look at the high taxes. They want to quadruple your taxes. They want to do things that are just unbelievable to this country. Now. And we can't let that happen. Mr. President, we now have a, a GOP-controlled House. Uh, Kevin McCarthy seems to be doing much better than, than some of us expected. Um, we have, of course, this special committee to investigate the FBI and the DOJ. Uh, are you confident, despite what we have in the Senate and the likes of Mitch McConnell, that the GOP is now America first? It is now a true MAGA party? Yeah, I think the people, the the voters, the, you know, millions and millions of people. Look, I did much better in the second election than I did in the first. I was told if I got 63 million votes, which is what I got in the first, I couldn't lose. We got close to 12 million more votes than that. Nobody's ever done that before in history. Nobody's ever gotten as many votes as I got in the 2020 election. Nobody has ever, no sitting president has ever gotten that number of votes. And then... We supposedly lose, in quotes, you know, lose. Uh, The pollsters would have told you that was impossible. They literally said if you could get 63. You know, Obama got substantially less than he got the first time, and he easily won, very easily won. 
it's all very suspicious. Disgraceful what happened. It's all very suspicious. No, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Now, what happened is a disgrace. Everybody knows what happened. Now, um, we have the next election to prepare for. There are two schools of thought. We just have an election day, people go in and they vote, or we play the Democrats at their game, and where it is legal, we ballot harvest. What do we have to do to make sure that the game isn't um, exploited by the Democrats in ways that are potentially fraudulent? What is your answer to the 2024 election? So it's been a theory that you vote on Election Day because that vote is more likely to be counted because the elections are corrupt. So that's been the theory. But then you see what happened in Arizona where the machines didn't work and lots of other things. Arizona was terrible with Carrie Lake, who's a fine woman, by the way. And uh, they're standing on lines and the machines weren't working. And uh, judges don't have the courage to overrule it or to make a ruling Uh, the proper ruling, but they were standing in lines that were so long, so big, so powerful, Republican areas, and a large percentage of the machines weren't working. So then you start to say, wow, these guys are playing really dirty stuff. And they did it beyond that in the 2020 election. So the current thinking is we have to get in. First of all, it should be one day voting, all paper ballots and voter ID. The Democrats don't want to have voter ID, if you can believe it. And there's only one reason they don't, because they want to cheat. And that's not really the Democrat voters, because I think it's 84 percent want it. It's the politicians, because they want to cheat. And you know what I've said? I've told you this. I really believe that if they don't cheat, they can't win an election. Who wants to have open borders? Who wants to have no voter ID? Who wants to have high taxes, like quadrupling your taxes? All of the things that they say Who wants to have a military that handled Afghanistan the way they handled Afghanistan? Uh, So I I think that uh, their policies are just so horrible that that's the way of life. And they they the what they've done with elections is just we're like a third world nation. So uh, I think that probably we have to number one, we have to get in there. I do say this, all Republican governors and you should make them do this because you have a great show with some real power, all Republican governors should absolutely take their states and if if they have the power to do it which most of them do where they have enough votes uh, in the legislatures should take their states make it same day voting all paper ballots voter id i have should one do that. i have one suggestion if i may and i i've told her as well she has been a guest host for me here on my show and that's carrie lake whatever happens to her case in arizona i think there should be a national organization that makes sure that we have free and fair elections and no voter fraud and i think mr president carrie lake uh, with your blessing should be the head of that organization what do you think well she's very capable and she ran a good campaign she ran against a woman that hardly campaigned, who was sort of like like the one that I ran against, uh, who was in the basement most of the time. But don't kid yourself, they're surrounded by, and they didn't expect it to be Biden. They were going to be there with Bernie or whoever it may have been, but they thought it was going to be Bernie, actually. It would have been Bernie, except for Elizabeth Warren. I mean, if she had, uh, if she had canceled out a little bit earlier, it would have been Bernie, but that's who they expected. And... Uh, They are smart and they're cunning, especially when it comes to elections. And they weaponize the system. They've totally weaponized the system illegally. But you take a look at what they do with uh, between the FBI and everything else. It's horrible. When you think that 
Antifa kills people. And BLM is out there. When you look at what's taken in uh, Portland and you look at what's going, what went on in Seattle. Yes. And uh, you take a look at uh, Minneapolis and all of the horrible things. I solved a couple of those problems beyond what really should have happened because the governor has to ask for help. And those governors weren't asking for help. These are Democrat governors. They weren't asking for help. If I didn't get them that help, you wouldn't have even a couple of those places that I talked about. They wouldn't even exist. But when you look at how bad Portland is and what's going on and then nothing happens to the people relatively and you see what they've done to American patriots in many cases on the Capitol, it's disgraceful. And it's coming out more and more coming out more and more. It's a very terrible thing. We have one more question for you, uh, Mr. President. Stay with us in the break, everybody, on Rumble. This is America First coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios with me, Sebastian Gorka. If you are desperate, if you've tried everything else and failed to find relief, go to relieffactor.com today. Order your three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three days, three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com. Mr. President, something um, I, I always run out of saying, and we've only got you for a few more minutes, is that every day I get uh, direct messages, I get texts from listeners, from callers, and whenever I go and speak somewhere, sooner or later somebody comes up to me and says the same thing. Please tell the president that uh, we love him and we're praying for him and especially for the first lady. So I haven't done that before. I want to make sure that that message is forwarded to you today, sir. Well, thank you very much. It's nice. And we do have we have such incredible spirit and love out there. You see that in these polls. You know, you have people, they start and everybody thinks they're wonderful. I mean, look, Ron, who I know well, he tried to cut Social Security. He wanted to bring the minimum age to 70 or above. He wanted to cut Medicare. You know, that's not when people hear that, they're not going to be voting for him. And he's certainly not going to win in a general election. But he's, you're not going to win the Republican primary, in my opinion, either. He wants to cut Social Security. That's not, that's not good. And numerous times. You know, he's a disciple of Paul Ryan. And Paul Ryan is the worst. He's the worst. He destroyed Romney. Mitt Romney could have won that race, but Paul Ryan was a disaster as a pick. That was the wheelchair over the cliff, if you remember, the famous wheelchair yes. over the cliff, which is what they, well, they stung him with. And it was very hard for them to get away from it. They didn't get away from it. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a tremendous amount of love out there. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible. I was watching Fox and Friends this morning and they were, it was like a, it was like a DeSantis uh, rally, except the people like Trump better than DeSantis. And Brian Kilmeade was going around interviewing people. Who do you like? I like Trump. Who do you like? I like Trump. They're going, they didn't know what to do. Fox didn't know what to do because, you know, Fox has, this one wrong, just like they had it wrong in 2016. You know, in 2016, it was the same thing. Frankly, it was worse. But uh, no, we we, we so saw that. We, the love we, is incredible. We saw that this morning with a Brian Kilmeade in a diner in Florida, and yeah. he could only find one person who didn't support you. And that woman woman wasn't sure whether he favored uh, Ron DeSantis. It was quite hilarious. Mr. Trump, uh, last two questions we have for you. Uh, first things first, uh, what message do you have? Uh, this is an audience of three million uh, American lovers, patriots, MAGA, hardcore uh, supporters of you and your message. What do you say to those who've lost heart? What's the, the, my first question? 
Well, you got to keep going. You can never quit. You can never give up. And our whole message is make America great again, or it's America first. A lot of people like that America first. You know, these people are putting America last. America, like uh, they're treating it so badly, allowing millions and millions of people. The number, the real number is probably 15 million people by the end of this year pouring into our country from the jails all over the world and from mental institutions all over the world. They're dumping them into our country. Uh, we got to win this election and we've got to win. I don't think we're going to have a country if we don't win this election. We have to win this election and we'll get this back just like we had it and even better because we would have had, you know, we got hit with COVID and we did a great job in COVID, didn't get the credit for it, but an incredible job in COVID, and then got the economy back where the stock market was higher than just before COVID came in. I mean, we did a great job with that, and a lot of people are now saying it, interestingly. And I mean, you look at the stock market. By the way, the stock market's the worst it's been yeah. last year. It's the worst stock market since 1929. You know what happened in 1929, yes. right? Yes, yes. A lot of people are saying uh, we are due a very, very bad correction imminently. Uh, so last question to you. Most elections are decided by the people in the middle. Up to 20% of voters decide who they're going to vote on in the last eight days before an election. Uh, what would you say to those who are undecided or who may be former Democrats? Why should they support you and America first? Because our country is no longer respected. Our country is a laughingstock. We're spending trillions and trillions of dollars on uh, giveaways to other countries that we're not taking care of our own. You just take a look at what happened recently in Ohio. You look at that disaster where uh, money is being spent all over the world, but we're not taking care of the people of Ohio. Uh, so many other things. Look, we want to make our country strong and great and prosperous and fantastic. And we had that. Then COVID came in and then we had it again. I did it twice, actually. And it, it, uh, the second time uh, was a miracle that I was able to do that. And we'll do it again. We'll make it better and stronger than ever before. But we have to be very tough on our border because our country is being poisoned by allowing people to come into our country that should not be here. God bless you, sir. Uh, warmest regards to uh, Melania as well. You've been listening to the 45th president, and God willing, if we do our work, the 47th president of the United States. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you very much, Sebastian. Great honor. Thank you. This is the Salem News Channel. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm leaving myself speechless. That was incredible. That was our fifth interview with the president. Next up, Lord Conrad Black. We will dissect that and so much more wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Stay with us here on America First. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.